0: Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service
1: is... Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice.
0: Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is... (laughs) You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 75. An Olympic edition because the Olympics are well underway. You could say this is a gold medal winning podcast, but more importantly, a gold medal winning technology journalist himself from a gold medal winning technology website. Techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. G'day, mate. G'day
1: Trevor That's a very a very high claim you're putting on me there mate Appropriate at this time with the Olympics on Mate they're
0: handling, handing up medals like there's no tomorrow So I thought I'd do the same <laughs> Yeah, <It's
1: a> Shame <laughs> Australians aren't winning too many of them unfortunately Well we've just the won classic three Classic start have more gold medals than we do
0: We've just won three right here on this podcast So we're doing better than the Australian team There we go I mean that's how good it is uh, This is Two Blacks Talking Tech episode 75 Thanks to the good people at Netgear And we've got a lot to talk about so let's get straight into it We could be accused about talking about Apple a lot, but, you know, it is really because they get a lot of, uh, lot of publicity around what they're doing because they don't talk about what they're doing, and, mate, the iPhone 5, the rumors about September, October, the yeah. number of times we've chatted about this, and we seem to be getting some level of confirmation. The confirmation won't come until invitations are actually sent out, probably mid to late August, but... The rumours that are seeming to be confirmed by big news agencies are that Apple will have an event on September the 12th, and there's even conversation about uh, September 21 being the date that the the said device will be made available. This is pretty exciting because it it lines up with most of what we've said. iPhone 5 um, would be the right time of year. What are your thoughts, mate? So
1: it's it's that season. It's rumour season has started. Uh, The iPhone 5... We've been waiting. We are anticipating October because it was 12 months since mm. the iPhone 4S, so it is a right time. The the and the, you're right. The, the sources are pretty reliable. Like all things D, which is Walt Mossberg's site, has got a pretty reliable source there. Mm, yep. uh, and. Uh, September 12 was a Wednesday so be Thursday morning early our time and uh, I think the invitation's probably wouldn't go out till early September I think Trevor if uh, people the media to be invited mm-hmm. but uh, you know it, it does it, it does sit in though with uh, that time of the year because and, and even though it's a month earlier than the 4S was launched the year before I think it's time yeah. uh, Apple the, the S3s had it, it, that that came out June the 1st or May thirty one. so they've had they have June they'll have July they'll have August and most of September all to themselves, without a new iPhone on the market, mm. I think Apple probably thought, "Well, you know what? We wait another month. We're just going—they're going to sell another fifteen million handsets. So let's get the show on the road. We're ready. September 12 is likely, and uh, I think uh, yeah, it's been backed up by a few sources. So yeah, hopefully, the two blokes will be over there. Well, it's
0: what. What's really interesting is the um, the 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 dates, the talk. And and the competition, you know, if you are sitting at, at Cupertino in Apple's headquarters, you, you know, you're seeing daily production runs, you're seeing sales figures by the, by the week, you know, you really would be able to see that this is something they have to do. And one of the problems, I think, with the technology reporting world is... That, that a lot of focus is put on features and different things. And I saw people today saying, you know, they've got to step it up. They've got to come out with something amazing because, you know, everyone else has brought the comp. Yeah, but the, the, what they don't understand is that what we've got here is a company that has captured a market, that has people literally waiting for its yeah. next device, not because it's going to have NFC, not because it's going to have anything, just because it will be better. It will be newer. And I, I did one radio interview this week and someone said to me, so tell me, what can you tell me about the new iPhone? And I said, I'll give you one. I <laughs> can <laughs> give you – no, I don't know. I, the, you know what? The only
1: guarantee I can give you is it will be newer. <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> – you, you, You're right what you're saying. Like it's not just – got to remember the iPhone is part of an, an Apple ecosystem, ecosystem now. Yep. And especially we'll, we'll be talking about Mountain Lion in a moment. It's, it's part of that ecosystem that Apple have just tightened even, even further and, and made even more seamless. Uh, so we can talk about what we expect, a bigger screen, uh, thinner device, the controversial new mini dock connector, hmm. uh, and all these kinds of bells and whistles, NFC. Will it be 4G? Won't it be 4G? Hmm. But you've got to remember also, too, it is the, the app store that's backing it up with all these great apps yep. And if it has a larger screen, which it is likely to, imagine the new apps that are going to work on that bigger screen. Hmm. Uh, so, and, and there are people that have been waiting. I'm sure you've been asked this same question. Well, when my iPhone 4 contracts just run out, which exactly. iPhone 4 users from – if they had it bought it as soon as it came out two years ago, they're off contract right now. Yep. My wife got a user. So they're waiting in the wings. They're relishing this news. Hmm. That's what – hence the reason we're talking about it right now. Hmm. And they're saying, great, September – That's just around the corner. I can wait. So people are circling that in the diary already – waiting to get into the new iPhone rather and, and resisting, I've got to say, resisting tro- going into the Galaxy S3. There are a lot of people who couldn't wait and couldn't resist the Galaxy S3. It's huge marketing campaign and appealing features. It's a good device, as we've spoken about here, mm. and some of them have succumbed. They said, no, I couldn't wait any longer, and they're, they're now Galaxy S3 users. And look, there's a couple of things. Firstly, now is a great time to get an iPhone. My
0: wife got a cold call this week from her telco saying, hey, do you want a free iPhone? you know, you just got to you know, uh, sign up again. That because they want to run them out because they don't want to have stock of these things. They want the new one. and, and I said
1: the 4S you're talking about, aren't you? Yeah, I? exactly. Yeah. And
0: and I said to her, look, do you want to wait for the new one, which is probably a month and a half, two months away? And she said, I'm quite happy with this one. And I said, well, don't get anything then. That's, that's the point. But yeah. what's really interesting to me is, you know, as every – Year goes on as every device rolls out, and it's all well and good to have one great competitor. But as every person buys an iPhone and joins the ecosystem and buys one app every app they buy makes them one step further away from ever walking away from that ecosystem yeah, because, true. because you've invested in it you've bought all the software so you're buying apps that you rely on every day I had a call this week on Your Tech Life a bloke that really wanted to try a Windows phone and I said man oh, I think the Nokia's are great but there's an app I use called Sleep Cycle which I really really like it's just something silly that I like and I can't get it on any other device and I want that I've tried yeah. Android versions of it and they're all crap yeah
1: you're um, right there's a lot of people that are Tied in not only with their apps but also with their uh, and, and there are ways to transfer your music collections but, yeah. and your movies but, but it 's not as easy right, the apps have got a lock on people uh, and yeah we can get Facebook and Twitter on, on every device yeah. yeah but uh just just sort of just ch- going back to uh, some news that came out earlier this week, just on the smartphone market and, yeah. uh, and samsung 's Huge lead now. I think they've got – they sold in the second quarter of 2012. They sold 52.1 million handsets yeah. compared to Apple's 26 million. So that's literally twice as many phones, smartphones Samsung has sold uh, as compared with Apple with the iPhone. Mm-hmm. And that's on the back of the Galaxy S3. So that, that and, and, of course, once we see the new iPhone or the iPhone 5, whatever it's going to be called, that gap is obviously going to narrow dramatically. It would be mm-hmm. interesting to see new iPhone – Galaxy S3 head-to-head. The ball is definitely in Apple's court. That's the key. Let's see what play, what they come up with. The key
0: is head-to-head. You know, it's all well and good to talk about smartphone share, but Samsung have got some pretty crappy smartphones out there for a couple of hundred bucks. You've got to compare Galaxy S3 to iPhone 5 or whatever it's going to be. called. It's going
1: to be a smartphone smackdown when exactly. it comes. Exactly.
0: Now, now so let's let's talk a little bit more while we're talking Apple. Uh, Mountain Line is. We talked last week and we, we hinted that it would be available within within a day and it was. It was available on Thursday and the downloads began and the and the whinging began because you couldn't download it the first minute it was available. Everyone just calm down, but for twenty bucks three million people in like the first four days so that's 60 million crackers in the in the bank um, downloaded Mountain lion which is uh, a pretty impressive result
1: and it was a record in terms of operating system downloads for Apple that's right yeah well Mountain lion is uh, according, after those that massive download three million in four days as you mentioned uh, has become the most successful release ever of OS mm. 10 it's the, it's the ninth major release of Apple's uh, desktop operating system. You know how we we often laugh at Google naming all their operating systems, you know, Jelly Bean, Ice Cream Sandwich. (laughs) Over at Apple, they've got the feline thing going on, Jaguar, Tiger, Lion, Mountain Lion, and this is the latest one. But uh, very impressive. Phil Schiller came up out with a statement uh, to confirm the fact that, yes, it is the most successful release ever. Uh, And, you know, that's one thing that, that Apple users really embrace. They really, when Apple come up with something new, they get in and try it straight away, as mm. this illustrates. I, I think there was an interesting slide that they showed at the at the Worldwide Developers Conference about the the, the type the the version of operating system that Android oh, users yeah. are using, mm-hmm. and it showed that iPhone users were using iOS five. I think it was like something like seventy five percent. I think it was eighty. We're yeah. using iOS five, whereas only ten percent were using ver, Android version four, Ice Cream Ice Cream Sandwich. So mm. interesting. Uh, how Apple users dive straight in. I think Apple just make it easy for them to do. Like, well, if there's an that's iPhone the point. upgrade. It's easy to do. If there's a mountain line, new operating system to do, it's easy to do. There's no. One version this and one version that. Uh, I think, got, hence the reason why we've seen these impressive figures.
0: I've got a Google Nexus um, phone still lying around. I, I wanted to try this Jelly Bean out. Now, there's a guy at work, Jason Murray, who's just a you know an absolute geek. He's a coder. You know, builds websites, all that kind of stuff. And I said to him, mate, any chance of you doing this Jelly Bean thing for me? And seriously, I've got, you've got to have an SDK. I mean, obviously it's not a full release yet. But even if you do want it when it's first out, it's just ridiculously really hard yeah. to do. And if you if you want to wait for the public rollout. You've got to wait for your tel card. It's got to go through 20 steps. That's where Apple smashed the market in terms of upgrades. So, Mountain Lion, I've installed it, and I've noticed a couple of things. Firstly, my VMware doesn't work. And secondly, <laughs> um, it does better integration with MP4 files, so I can see my chapters in my podcast. You know, Apart from that, I'm not using anything different. I can see the notification bar but I don't use any of the built-in apps so I'm not not using it much. I do think it's actually given me better performance because I had a couple of application error issues going on. They're gone now. My printer is now working. It wasn't working before so I've had a couple of definite improvements
1: but at its heart, what are the key things about this operating system that make well, people you, want to make the step? You've got to step. remember that this is – the fact that they've called it Mountain Lion, so it, it sort of partly shares the name of the previous operating system, mm. you know that it's, it's a – Incremental. It's, it's kind of like an incremental operating system upgrade. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, the fact that it's only, for a start, $20.99, and I've got, to, I've got to mention David Pogue, the tech writer from the New York Times, did a really interesting interview uh, – sorry, review – uh, and and put a dollar value on all the new features, right? And it added up to a lot more than twenty bucks US. Yeah, he wrote it really cleverly, and and I think look, taking it from that perspective, twenty dollars, twenty one dollars, I'd say twenty ninety nine. Yep, uh, the features you're getting are well worth the money. Uh, I, I for a start messaging iMessage. I think I, I, I suspect you messaged me tonight about the podcast. I think did you did send that off the desktop. You know, I didn't because I haven't even—I just haven't even launched that bloody well, thing. I, I use iMessage a lot on yep. my on my phone. My wife, so I got an iPhone. My brothers or my kids have all got iPhones, so we iMessage each other a lot. The fact that I can now do it from my desktop means I don't have to reach for the the phone to reply to these messages. That, yeah, that right. was one big tick for me. Another thing I liked—you mentioned notification center. Yep. To me, that's a huge enhancement because. What it does, it keeps me focused on what I'm doing. If I'm there sitting there writing a story for Tech Guide, and I hear that email chime go off, hmm. my mind's thinking, "Is that something I need to read right now? Is it important?" And then nine times out of ten, I, I, I click on the mail icon and see who sent me the email. Now, with Notification Center, the, the email or whatever notification comes up just pops in, drifts into in the top right hand corner of the screen. I can see at a glance who sent me that email. And if I knew need to act on it I can then leave my what I'm doing and then do that. Mm. And then and look at that email but if i could if i look at anything that no, don't need to look at that now and i can stay focused on what i'm doing it's made me a little bit more efficient with my time and made me less distracted now with these notifications and that also applies to you know you get reminders you get even tweets when you mentioned on twitter now you get those notifications too in the top right hand corner so i find that probably one of the best features of mountain Lion. okay i you know i've started using TweetDeck again so that's probably
0: why i'm not getting those notifications i need to use the official twitter app do i mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and yeah, uh, right. another thing too, uh, what, this, this didn't get a lot of attention, but th- there's also dictation on Mountain Lion. Mm-hmm. But with one little uh, proviso though, one little thing you need to note, dictation, you, I think you hit uh, the function key, bottom left-hand corner of your, of your Mac keyboard, function key twice if you're in, an, in a text editing area like in Word or in an email or whatever, and your little microphone pops up. a little very similar to exactly like the mic yep. looks like on Siri, and it gives you that little beep to say, okay, start talking now. But like it is on the iPhone, it needs to send that using your internet connection off into the cloud or wherever to, for the translation and back again. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I turned off my Wi-Fi on my, uh, on my MacBook Pro to see if it would work, and said, "No internet connection required." So that's one <laughs> thing that the it's handy, but it's not like those dedicated dictation programs like you know Dragon yeah. Dictation that do everything in-house using the application. Yeah. It has to process it off-site. Off your computer in the cloud, I find that interesting. Something that I think people would not realise. So if they may be sitting on a plane, for example, want to dictate a yeah. big long email, it's not going to work.
0: Okay, very interesting. So let's wrap it up because we're going to move on to other things. What? Um, give me two more things that are going, are going to make. If you have an upgraded mountain line, this is
1: going to make me spend the twenty bucks. Okay, well, if you if you own other iOS devices, an iPad and iPhone, it's got much tighter iCloud integration, so you, mm-hmm. you can access your reminders, your notes, your documents across a number of your devices now, including your Mac. Yep. Uh, so sharing and, and iCloud integration really comes into play. Uh, another another thing I like too was there's another feature called Power Nap. Now, traditionally, when you need to do your, all your updates on your computer, the computer needs to be awake and often you're doing things in the middle of it to have all the necessary updates. Yes. Yes. Now, it can be updated while the device is in sleep mode, which is a, another handy feature. One last one, AirPlay mirroring. Now, if you need, you need to have a very recent uh, MacBook MacBook Pro, MacBook Air, or the very latest iMac I think it works on too. And AirPlay mirroring means you can actually mirror your screen if you have Apple TV on your big flat screen TV, wirelessly mirror what you're doing on your your Mac on your television. Very handy feature.
0: You know, the one thing I'll mention, and you mentioned the tighter iCloud integration, and this is going to get a lot better even with uh, with iOS 6, but Notes. You know, Notes is a really cool feature of your iPad and your iPhone and all those different things and often i kind of forget that they're there forget that i took a few notes and so the fact that they can be synchronized and will be in the cloud essentially that's a really crucial thing for me and i'm going to be taking a lot more notes on my in the in the generic notes app because i know they're going to be
1: sitting at home when i need them absolutely and documents same deal if you create a document on your mac at in the office or at home you can even access that on the go on your iphone or your ipad even edit it Put it back up in the cloud, then access it again. So it's uh, it's made it, it's, uh, as I met, we mentioned at the top of the show, how that ecosystem, they've tightened it even further. They've made it even more seamless and accessible. Uh, it's just going to be even more reason if they do have a Mac for people to buy an iPad and an iPhone as well. Well,
0: let's let's give it this then. Mountain Lion, gold, silver, or bronze, mate?
1: I'd give it gold. Right.
0: You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech.
1: Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long
0: and Stephen Fennig. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear netgear.com.au. Connecting with innovation, whether it's uh, networking in your home or your small business, it's about connecting devices to each other and those devices to the internet in the most efficient and productive way for you. If you've got kids in your house that are downloading movies, streaming TV, Lord knows what they're doing, and it's interrupting with your basic internet service, or you're trying to watch you know, a movie download from Big Pond or something like that on your big screen TV you need dual-channel Wi-Fi. Dual-channel Wi-Fi separates the traffic into two separate highways in your home so that one set of traffic can be one place, the other set can be somewhere else and they don't interfere with each other. It's a really simple innovation and it's in a whole range of Netgear routers. So if you're a a truly connected home, you need a Netgear dual-band router and you can look for those um, for anywhere from 89 bucks, you know, I saw one recently for 89 bucks, a simple wireless end dual band router, and, uh, and they're a great quality product up right up into the, um, into the latest and greatest, which has the latest 802.11 AC wireless. Check it out at netgear.com.au, connecting with innovation, proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, Telstra's had 4G for a little while now and they've they've really spruken the numbers they've got on this thing and, you know, we're talking about it. Will Apple have the 4G in the next iPhone? Just, by the way, my gut feeling on that is if they do have it, they will have it for Australia because they don't want to cop the criticism they got last time. But Optus this week announced that they were rolling out their 4G at a business level, mate. This is a really interesting change or announcement.
1: Absolutely yeah, well, well, the first part of Optus announcement I found interesting was that they were talking about increasing the strength of their 3G network so they want to they, they realize that most of the population is still going to be running their 3G network on their devices, so they 've announced a, an enhancement across the country to their towers in capital cities, regional centers to strengthen that 3G signal. Uh, you know, in, we're talking about metro, indoor coverage, uh, and even better, uh, increased data speeds and efficiency. Mm-hmm. But on the 4G side, they did announce a mobile broadband service that'll only be available in Sydney and Perth to begin with. And this follows their trial that they ran in Newcastle using uh, using their 4G technology as well. So you're not being able, it won't be able to make, uh, there's no 4G handsets to run this. So Optus have their own devices, a 4G USB modem and a 4G mobile Wi-Fi modem that they'll offer to business customers, first of all. Mm. Uh, and uh, the, these, are, these will also operate similar to how Telstra uses it in dual mode. So it'll, it'll be 4G, then it'll drop down to 3G HSPA, so dual channel uh, when you're outside those 4G zones. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: 4G is great. But I don't think the average Joe kind of needs it yet or knows why they want it. It's one of those interesting things where really it is aimed at business. And that's why Optus have been smart here. This is, this is a business tool essentially, apart from the oh, absolute up. nutcase who really, really loves it and wants it. <laughs> there's nothing wrong. You can actually, you know, you can register a business account very easily with any telco. You just got to have an ABN. Yeah. Um, so if you really, really want it and you really, really want to be on Optus, then it's, it's easy to get, I'm sure. Absolutely. But, um, but it's a good, cause what it'll do is it'll give them a quality of service on. The network as well, which is yes. a really important thing. On, on that... the three
1: G service too, like the, well, yeah, four G though. They did a demo at their campus the other day in Macquarie Park here in Sydney, hmm. and they trialled because let's let's remember that their their normal four G consumer network, let's say the, the phone network, won't be rolled out until or won't be completed until twenty thirteen, well into twenty thirteen, hmm. and they they trialled the four G the the TD long term evolution technology that they're using. Uh, and it, it, they had test uh, speeds between 25 megabits per second and 87 megabits per second, which is very impressive. I've, had, I've been using Telstra 4G USB modems, and I think the highest speed I achieved was about 53 megabits per second yep. in the middle of the city. Yep. So they're getting 87 megabits per second. You know, it, it is obviously on their own campus, so they've got good coverage. But that's pretty exciting for, for people who are looking to get a 4G device next year. But just on – you mentioned the iPhone earlier. Here's my prediction, it won't be four G. Hmm. Reason it won't be four G is because all the networks in Australia don't have four G capability yet. It'll give one telco an unfair advantage if they were to release if Apple were to release a four G iPhone this year. Yeah, I, I, I
0: agree with what you're saying. But you know they they kind of have to have it in America, or they will
1: literally be canned from pillar to post. Yeah, but, by but in the U.S. it's only on a couple of for, for, uh, only a couple of telcos though, isn't it? They used to only be on one. Now it's on two. Here they got it on all telcos. So I think it's they've released it on the iPad 4G on the iPad because they had two telcos. that I think they had to satisfy over there to, to keep them to keep them happy here. They've got it's available on all networks. So I think if put it this way, if you, you put yourself in the customer's shoes, 4G iPhone will only work on 4G in brackets on Telstra's network. Mm. Where's everyone going to buy their iPhone, do you reckon?
0: Well, that's the thing now. I mean, that's why it's it's crucial that, I mean, Optus is running at 1800 as well, aren't they? The, the spectrum, has, same as the same yeah, they, as they Telstra. are. Yeah, they're,
1: they're running uh, 1800. They've got, well, they're, 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 they're what they're running across is 1800, 2100, and 900 yeah. as well. I don't know. I think, I think it'll have
0: to have 4G to, to cut it in America. Otherwise, the, the telcos over there will just have
1: massive problems yeah, with it. But and it'll, be, it'll be 700 megahertz like, like it is for the iPad, the new it, iPad. But here, I think we're going to get the 3G version. I, I can't see it being 4G. I hope it's 4G. I'm a Telstra customer, so it'd be terrific having a 4G iPhone. I just can't see Optus and Vodafone and all these other companies, uh, or Apple giving one telco an, uh, an unfair advantage over the others. This will be where we'll uh, we'll – there'll be a bottle of wine on this, mate. We'll agree to disagree, show. We? Yeah, well, uh, my, my re- record with bets with you is pretty high, so I'm, I'm confident here.
0: That's fine. I've got seven origins under my sleeve, so good luck in your <laughs> life,
1: mate. Are we going to go there, are we? <laughs> yeah. The part-time Queenslander. You're you're, you're, only a, you're only a Queenslander three times a year. Game one, game two, and game three. What's and, up with that?
0: And I believe that would make 21 games or, or oh, there at least go. seven okay, series of it success. It
1: there's always next year. Two blokes talking tech. But two blokes talking. You're listening to
0: Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
1: Fennig. We haven't spoken about GPS products, standalone GPS products for some time. In and the car, no. Do you remember back in the day, GPS products were being released once a week, and then once the <laughs> smartphones came out and apps started being introduced, they kind of sort of became less relevant. But Navman have come out with a, a new range of devices. They're My an easy EZY mm. GPS range that includes some interesting new features. And, and they're very competitive. People say, well, why, why don't I buy a dedicated GPS? Mm. Well, for a couple of reasons. A, you get a bigger screen, a lot more features, a bit more reliable too, the, the GPS signal. It doesn't run your smartphone's battery down. It can also be used as a hands-free kit. So there's several reasons why you should. Mm. But also, the price, they're so affordable now. The, the cheapest uh, Navman product, their new, their new devices, the Easy 100 t is only $149. Now, this has got a 4.3-inch screen. You want to move up to the Easy 200. That's 179, which has got Bluetooth, so you can use that as a a hands-free kit. Then getting up into the My Series, the My 350 LMT, 299, and the uh, the My 350, My 300 is 249. But the one feature I'm going to talk about, though, on the My Series is a new thing called Landmark Guidance Plus. Mm -hmm. And what this does, it offers another navigation tool which uses visual cues, as party navigation. Like, for example, rather than it just saying, uh, in 200 meters, turn left into Bay Street, it'll mm. tell you, in 200 meters, turn left at the church or the red building or yeah. the opera house, whatever. It gives you that landmark, that visual cue. That's genius.
0: That's that's a real evolution, like the lane guidance was when the when the arrows on the lane and then the pictures of the of the intersections came out. It really is a smart way to go. It might say turn left at the service station or whatever,
1: yeah. And you'll see some advertising coming to that turn left at the Caltex or whatever. But uh, yeah, well, the, the one example they gave the navigation instructions might and, and sort of it's a bit more like everyday speech. Mm. So it, it, one av- instruction they gave an example of it says in the right two lanes at the Coca Cola sign, mm. turn right into Victoria Street. Yeah, right. So it's kind of like how if someone was navigating in the passenger seat, that's what they'd tell you. So, okay, stay in the right right lanes here, and then when you see the Coke sign, hang a ride into Victoria Street, it's, uh, it's, that, that's how they need a really a, probably a slang voice saying, yeah, hang a ride here or you know, do a burnout <laughs> over here or whatever. But uh, that's probably for the next model. But What's the pricey? point is Navman, one of the biggest names in navigation, uh, is I think hats off to them for uh, trying to – they've introduced a feature that – needed to be introduced to keep these GPS devices. Keep you give you a reason to keep buying them. I think Definitely. that's a really good one. Pricing? Uh, yeah, I mentioned that already. It start the Easy the Series start at 149 uh to 179. The My Series is 249 and 299, which is pretty good value. They've both got the, the My Series have got five inch screens too, so nice big screens. New design as well, sort of black and brush metal look uh, and the easy range have a four point three inch screen. You can read more about it at techguide.com.au
0: Now, very quickly, before we do your uh, minute reviews here, just uh, breaking news, I would like to say. It's very rare we do breaking news, but um, I just got a little pop-up from The Verge suggesting that Google... Remember the Nexus Q that was uh that was announced at Google I/O their their developer yeah, conference was announced alongside the
1: Nexus 7. Yeah, it? the
0: little the little round ball that's a streaming media device so it's you yep. know competitor to Apple TV and all those different things sit at the TV and it've got all your media coming into it. Well they've sent out a, an a, an email to anyone that pre-ordered one saying we have an important an, an update for you. When we announced <laughs> it da 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 da. da. Um We've heard from initial feedback from users they want the Nexus Q to do even more than it does today. <laughs> In response, we've decided to postpone the consumer launch while we work on making it even better. Oh. Thank you for your early interest. And so basically what they're going to do is they're going to send anyone that ordered the device, they're going to send them a, one of the preview devices, one of the dev devices for free. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> so oh Jeez, they've basically they basically shelved... a. Bit of a- Bit of the, kick of the
1: teeth for Google, isn't it?
0: Well, it is. They've shelved the device um, wow. for who knows what reason, and, and this is a, this is a hype up. You know, they're, they're giving it away. They've probably got a few thousand of them built, so they're going to give those away, and then they'll go away, retool, and reannounce it. It's funny, you know, when 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 things fail, they don't get a lot of publicity, but you know. Google do some amazing things, but they also you know,
1: have a lot of stuff that comes and goes, and all the companies yeah. have that, but, you've but just you just got to – You could never imagine like um, – we, we, uh, we spoke about Apple before and how secretive they are. And they, they really sort of they, – they take their time. They, they, they don't release a product until it's absolutely right. I think yeah. anyone who read the Steve Jobs biography would know that he was a real stickler for quality and simplicity and wasn't – didn't want to release a product until it was absolutely perfect, I think uh, Google in this case it's a bit of a misstep I think that they had some really good publicity and one of the products I'm going to talk about is the Nexus 7 tablet they got a lot of positive press out of that and such a good device mm. this is just uh, put a given a bit of a black eye I think
0: anyway Google uh, delaying the Nexus Q but uh, more on that I guess at techguide.com.au and other places over the coming days Two Blokes Talking
1: Tech you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech
0: with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick rightio a couple of quick minutes here one of my favourite products frankly, is my STM uh, iPad case.
1: Tell me about the STM half shell. The STM half shell, available in a brushed silver or brushed aluminium in black. Uh, it is, as its name suggests, it's a back cover for the iPad 2 or the new iPad. And what it is, it's designed so it can also fit the Apple Apple's own smart cover. Mm-hmm. But with one difference, it allows you to put the smart cover on first, snap on the STM half shell, and it then keeps... The uh, smart cover in place, it won't won't detach magnetically. It physically holds it in place Mm. to add to that protection. Because with the smart cover, as we know, covers the screen, leaves the back exposed with the STM half-shell completes the picture, back cover is sorted, Apple smart cover on the front, and obviously there's always all room to access the ports and the buttons and the camera. Thirty nine ninety five For 40 bucks. this is a
0: very, very nice-looking device uh, accessory. So check it out at techguide.com.au. All right, we alluded to it earlier, and we, we've talked about uh, Apple having a, a smaller tablet. Tell me
1: about the Google Nexus 7. Well, the Google Nexus 7 uh, is a device made, announced a little while ago, made by ASUS, the well-known computer company. Uh, And it is, uh, I I said in my review on Tech Guide, it's undercut the iPad in size and price. Now, how many times have we discussed on Mm, the program when companies come out with large tablets priced at the same as the iPad and wonder why they're not selling a lot of them? Hello, mm-hmm. Google have got the message. Smaller, cheaper, seven inch I think is the new the new sweet spot for a tablet size. Definitely, big enough to be held in one hand comfortably, like a like a book. So it's great for consuming content. The device itself, as we said, seven inch seven inch screen. It's got a quad core processor, so it's really snappy, really fast to open up apps. A couple of things though are going against it. It's Wi Fi only, not three G. Mm. It's also uh, it doesn't have expensive memory. It's uh, It's got eight gig, 16 gig versions, 249, 319 are uh, the pricing. But w- w- as a Google device, a lot of the stuff's stored up in the cloud anyway. So if you've got a Google account, you can access that without having to need a lot of storage space. Uh, I gave it four stars out of five on my tech guide review. I think it's the a lot of people are going to enjoy it because it's good value as 249 entry. If you want to buy your first tablet, The Nexus, as I said in my story, it's a good example of what an Android tablet should be. From my
0: point of view, device to device, I think the Samsung Galaxy 7.7 is a almost better device. It does have the micro SD, but it's also not 3G. Um, I love the look and feel of it size-wise, but uh, the Nexus 7 wins on price, and that rubberized back is a really useful thing. It, it gives you
1: nice. And just on that Wi-Fi 3G, you, anyone with a smartphone, with a decent amount of data, can use it as a Wi-Fi hotspot if they do desperately want to get their Nexus 7 on the internet anyway. Check out
0: Stephen's full review at techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. To- you're
1: listening to two blokes talking tech with
0: Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. If you cut out the the stupid attempts at humour, this would be 30 minutes. So my apologies for running over everyone, <laughs> um, and also I guess you can indulged me on Queensland's amazing victory in the state of origin, but uh, 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 <laughs> give <laughs> it a break. But, but listen, mate, listen, don't don't tell us people that uh, come episode 81, 82 that Fennick won't be going on about the Rabbitohs being in the grand final. Oh, so, hello! I will tell you.
1: I'm going to tell my wife if South in the grand final, she won't see me for a week. I'm going to take up drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is outstanding, and it's on the record. I can't wait. I'll be. I'll. I'll go to the grand final just to see it happen. Mate, uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 75. Thanks to Netgear. You can read all about most of those things right at techguide.com.au. Stephen's there each and every day bringing the latest in technology. You can download my podcast at yourtechlife.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for noting. And thanks, Stephen. Talk to you next week. No problem. See you, mate.